0: Hi there, welcome to Fantasy Focus Baseball. It's a beautiful Thursday morning, July 30th, 2020. Here's Tristan H. Cockroft. Happy that he's winning all his leagues. Kyle Sopi produces and researches our fine show. And I'm Eric Carabell, they needed a host. On today's show, we will try to preview the weekend. We'll discuss what's already happened this week. Lots of good pitching, some hitting, um, the Marlins we gotta discuss, rookie, rookie pitchers we gotta discuss. So lots going on, Tristan. How are you feeling today?
1: I'm doing all right but you you raise an important question of my mind yes am I a terrible person for having checked all of my league standings only three times total that I can recall so far i' I've, I've not been paying attention to the standings Have you
0: I don't know why you would I mean what's what it's not even a week of games so but
1: it's, I, it's strange in a year like this that's short shouldn't we be paying attention to it more i'm I'm conflicted no. on that
0: no because While we should be reacting quicker to players playing well and not playing well and giving up on players and and whatnot, the standings doesn't matter. I know that Christian Yelich, Ronald Acuna, and Mike Trout, are any of them hitting even 200 right now?
1: Wow, Yelich.
0: Yelich is in the worst slump of his career. If you want to drop Christian Yelich, I think it's a bad idea. But, you know, I don't even know if you can. But the point is, like, (laughs) I've got got Yelich in a league, and I'm like – Of course I'm not doing well on batting average. He's like over his last 20 or
1: something, isn't he? He's one for 27 for the season, if I recall. Amazingly, he's not last in fantasy points using the ESPN scoring. Do you know who is?
0: I don't. Is that your trivia question for the day?
1: No, but I should have done that because it would have been a – I have a trivia question, but it's not quite as good as that one, I guess.
0: (laughs) So someone's worse, a pitcher or a hitter? The
1: The two worst players in terms of fantasy points are teammates. The team's not doing all that bad.
2: I have no idea. Right.
1: They're Gary Sanchez and Brett, uh, Brett Gardner. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: And and frankly, you're not giving up on them. I mean, if you want to give up on Gardner, I can I can understand that a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's not like he's a huge provider of fantasy greatness. But Gary Sanchez is, by all accounts, a top three, top four, worst fantasy catcher. Now, I could look at the most added drop list and probably find him on the drop list, but that's ridiculous. That's You shouldn't be doing that. So, no, I'm not looking at my standings at all.
1: I wonder. If I, I don't. On it.
0: I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look right now. Why don't you speak about something and I'll look. <laughs> too. I, I just people are going to react, obviously, uh, to things that are happening. Gary Sanchez is is on the it's most yeah. drop.
1: Wow. Now, yeah. Mm.
0: So he's minus two point three over the past week. Now he's still at ninety seven percent, and I think part of that is because the Yankees haven't played this week. People are losing patience. JT Realmuto is down minus 0.8. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, these aren't the catchers being dropped in the most leagues. It's Carson Kelly, who you love, Omar Narvaez. Everybody's adding Christian Vasquez and Martin. Look, if you're going to add Martin, Martin Maldonado is the most added catcher in ESPN leagues. And the most dropped catcher looks like, um, it's not Sanchez. Yeah, it's, it's Carson Kelly. I think it's crazy to drop Carson Kelly to pick up Martin Maldonado. And so do you. But that's what people are going to do.
1: Unless right? it was one of those one-day things where Kelly wasn't playing and Maldonado had a great matchup. That's the only time I'm going in that direction. There are going to be people who are streaming catchers in a couple of these leagues. So I get it then. But otherwise, no. I'm, I, I made the investment in Kelly. I'm sticking with him.
0: I, I can't, I can't have to decide what to do about Isaiah Kainer-Falefa. Because Texas obviously feels he can handle third base and he will hit for power. Nobody's saying he's the next Josh Donaldson moving from catcher to third. But he stole two bases yesterday, and I did the math on this. There was one stolen base by all catchers in the first week of the season until Kiner Falefa stole two last night. Now, is he a catcher? Yes, in our leagues he's an eligible catcher. I I just can't wait to see what happens with him. Like, is he a guy who next season hits 20 home runs? There's nothing in his minor league system that says he's going to do that. But the Rangers obviously think something's there, so I'm kind of interested to see. I'm following him in the Rangers' box scores every day to see what happens. And it's nice to see some runs were scored yesterday. You're probably saying, Eric, you're wrong. There have been 15 catchers stolen bases. But I could only find one. Tyler Heinemann of the Giants stole a base over the weekend. That was the only steal by a catcher or a catcher eligible in ESPN Fantasy until Connor Falefa. And don't point out that I'm wrong. You're going to make me sad. And I already wrote it. It's already up. <laughs> um, let's talk about what happened on Wednesday, please. And somebody that texted me One of our pals has said that I need to be happier and more shiny and rainbows and unicorns on the show and not so mean. I didn't think I was being mean or negative or pessimistic, but I'll be happy now. Nate Pearson, he's awesome. I wrote about Christian Javier. He's awesome too. I didn't realize how amazing Javier's numbers were in the minor leagues last season, and I feel a little guilty that I hadn't been recommending him. I guess I didn't think he would have a a rotation spot. but He's got one now, and his next three outings are against, like, the Giants, Seattle, Arizona—I mean, he's in that rotation. So I watched Christian Javier versus Dustin May closely. I did not—I watched a little of Nate Pearson, but Nate Pearson started an hour earlier. I, I just—I was really impressed by Christian Javier. good deception, a great curveball. Dustin May was so inefficient. Now, if I'm ranking these guys, it goes Pearson first, Dustin May second, Christian Javier still third. But that could change really soon. Did you see any of this? And what did you think of Pearson, Javier, and May?
1: I did, yes. I was paying a little bit more attention to the Pearson game since I was writing up his must-add note for today. Um, But I'm familiar quite a bit with Javier. Uh, Very good year in the minors. It was a breakthrough season. He kind of came out of nowhere last year. Was likely to see time in the majors and was considered their six, seven, eight on the list of sub starters. But they've had injuries, they've had absences. Jose or Kitty is also out. In addition to Verlander, there was questions about whether Josh James would be ready to be in the rotation at the beginning of the year. Framber Valdez is one they've been throwing in there as well. Uh, I like the upside. It's a very wide range of possible outcomes. But he was impressive, as you said. Uh, if he can keep the command going like he did in that game, I do think he has earned a rotation spot. The only problem with Javier is similar to May, in that their teams have not f- uh, formally committed to them as full-time starters. And I think the only reason for that is that the Dodgers and the Astros are playing. This Kershaw and Verlander are going to come back. I, you know, I, I would plan around them being there. I'm putting them in the forecaster for that. I definitely think they're both worth ads.
0: Okay. And obviously, Pearson is the guy we've been talking about for a while. And I wrote a little bit about Spencer Howard of Philadelphia to say that he's obviously not debuting this weekend because Philadelphia hasn't played this week. So by the end of Saturday, it's possible that four of the five starts by Phillies pitchers were by Aaron Nolan and Zach Wheeler, which means no Eflin, no Arietta, which I think is a good thing. But man, they're going to have double headers. They're going to make up these games. Let's briefly discuss the Marlins. I wrote a column on Wednesday saying drop them all. They're not playing this week at all. And how many of them did you really need in the first place? I know it's a little bit rude and you know cold-hearted, but other than Jonathan VR, I mean, we have to assume that most of this most of this team we already know is tested positive. It could affect their fatigue in the coming weeks. It could affect their team, frankly, around them. I mean, who's even playing for this team when they start next Monday? So I said, keep Jonathan VR around, cut every other Marlin. That includes Alcantara, Kinsler, Brian Anderson. Is that do you agree with that? And again, we're separating reality from fantasy here.
1: If you're in a, a league like Standard, you need games, you need production, volume matters, At bats matter and innings matter. And yeah, from that angle, sure. These guys were in general not drafted within the top 175 overall picks other than VR, who you needed for the stolen bases. So I would probably be patient there as long as you can afford to keep them on your bench for a couple of days. But none of the others were musts. And it's a shame to say that this is the case to have to go based on the team being on the sidelines, having a week's worth of postponements and possibly more than that as a reason to cut them in fantasy. I really hate saying that, but it's just, this is a volume game. You need players who are producing right now.
0: Uh, the most out has players producing right now. Kyle Lewis of Seattle is number one. He's up to 58% as of this Thursday morning taping. Uh, Enrique Hernandez of the Dodgers is next. David Fletcher who is now the starting shortstop because Andrew Elton Simmons is on the injured list, is hitting a lot. I mean, David Fletcher looks great at the plate, and that's no surprise. He hit hit for average last year. Um, Tyler Chatwood. our, Our own colleague Todd Zola has recommended Tyler Chatwood on Twitter, and I can't believe that Kyle did not Go in there and retweet it or comment on or maybe it. Maybe you have it. Oh
2: yeah! Don't you worry. We got. Twitter I had to space it out so the early crowd saw it, then the mid-afternoon crowd sees it. I'll probably retweet it again tonight and tomorrow when he posts the
1: article. Kyle, come on! Contrast him against the three youngsters we just mentioned: Pearson and Javier I'm, and
2: Meg. the bus. I mean, Pearson's a stud. I don't think there's much denying that. And he looked great going against Scherzer. Like I, I was super impressed with what Pearson did last night. But I'm not taking anything away from Tyler Chatwood just because a young stud came in and pitched well. Like I,
1: you're not going to get you're, it to you're not it. taking him over Pearson. I don't think you're taking him over Mayor Javier.
2: Well, see, I don't have the decision. Uh, Javier, that's one star. I've drafted Chatwood across the board, so it's not like I'm dropping him.
1: Yeah, yeah. So.
2: But but the point needs to be made there. Like, yeah, nobody's going to drop Tyler Chatwood
0: until you know it gets lit on Friday. But like we like Christian Javier, but I mean, do we, we? Tristan, if you had one roster spot right now, would it be Javier or Pearson? I mean, Javier or a
1: Yeah, it's it's fair. Right? It's mean, a fair contrast. I I personally would. It has to be Choward. I'd probably take Javier.
0: Already okay.
1: I'm a look. I mean, I, I'm that's a uh, when I pick them up. I'm piecing that part of my roster together, and I'd rather take the chance on the young guy who I don't know it, it, you know as i said it's, it's just a year's worth of great minor league production in one start you're right on that but the worst case scenario is i pick him up he doesn't repeat it and i replace him again i don't think chap Chatwood has an awful lot of staying power
0: um okay what else do we need to discuss if you've got cory kluber on your team cut him he's probably out for the season we said try to keep verlander steven strasberg um is not going to start this weekend but obviously you need to keep him rostered and juan soto probably not Juan Soto might play this weekend. This is what we were talking about on the last couple of shows. That I, even if even if Juan Soto plays in two or three games this weekend, he can do more than what Michael Taylor, my replacement. If you're you can't play this
1: him. weekend, they're they're they had the Miami games. Oh, so Washington's not playing this weekend. Right. And and I saw the same thing you did where they hope right. to have him yeah. back on Saturday. And the first thing I thought, is OK, a good chance of two games. And I'm thinking, why Saturday there? That was the postponement. Now, with the schedule moving around a lot, the, the Yankees pulling in these Baltimore games. And then there's talk, too, that the Yankees could pull in Philly games. And that would eliminate the one game that they have remaining against the Orioles in Baltimore that's next week. There's a lot of schedule maneuvering, so I don't know. But, yeah, at least they'll have him back in an intra-squad game, potentially, at that point.
0: Um, all right, I, let's turn our attention, I guess, to the weekend then. So, um, the, Chowood starts on Friday night at home against Pittsburgh. That's a very good schedule there. Yeah. So, we do, we do recommend him, as Todd Zola noted. Um, Jordan Montgomery is back for the Yankees. Uh, it's a Yankee series against the Red Sox. I would recommend Montgomery. Obviously, it's a good Boston lineup, but Ryan Weber is going to give up runs. So, I don't know if Jordan Montgomery is going five innings in this game, but I do like him. And I believe you're a big fan of Spencer Turnbull of Detroit. So if you have anything to discuss on Turnbull, Montgomery, what do you think?
1: Yeah, so the only bothersome part about Montgomery or Turnbull for me, uh, Friday specifically, is that it's, yeah you know, the Red Sox aren't a terrible offense. It's the pitching staff that's a big issue. And Cincinnati's lineup is also a little bit tough against Turnbull. But in their defenses, they're in the right ballparks for this. Montgomery pitching in New York as opposed to in Fenway Park with the Green Monster, that's a big issue for lefties. I'd say he's, he's a go. I, I have the same workload concerns that you do, but if the league is anything larger than standard, I'm taking a chance. Turnbull gets the home game. I'd rather have him there than pitching in Detroit for this one. Uh, but the fastball velocity uptick that we've seen, and this goes back even to February and March, is promising for him. Definitely a guy you should be stashing if you have the space.
0: So two of the best pitching staffs in the major league so far uh, go to unfriendly for pitching venues this weekend. Colorado has the best ERA in baseball, but they have not played a home game. They will. They're at least scheduled to this weekend. I have to say that against the Padres and the Padres have been hitting and Cleveland goes to Minnesota. That's a team that hits a lot of home runs. So I think I know what you're going to say. You have to say, I mean, Cleveland's rotation has been amazing. It's not just the guys we know about. It's Aaron Savali. It's Zach Plesak. I'm still, I mean, they're not even pitching it this weekend at Minnesota. So it's like Clevenger and Carrasco. You're using them. Have you changed your mind about Colorado or no?
1: Not really, because the early returns on Texas are that it is a pitching-leaning ballpark, not the hitter's heaven that it used to be. So when you see a guy like Marquez, who's been outstanding in two games, that plays right into his home road splits that he's had over the past couple of years. Not ready to get there with the Rockies. I need to see this six game, oh Actually, it's seven games scheduled currently at Coors Field. See exactly how they do there. If there's a widened home road split, if that's the case, then I'm out on Rockies pitchers. Cleveland definitely on board. Cleveland, by the way, Uh, Four of their first six games had an individual who struck out at least nine batters. It's only the third time that's ever happened in any team's first six games to get nine K's or more from individuals. It's pretty impressive what they've done. Cleveland as a franchise actually has the only one that was longer than that. It was back in the 60s, I think. And I'd throw Savali in here. You mentioned that we're going to be starting Bieber, uh, Clevenger and Carrasco. Aaron Savali pitches at Minnesota. It's not a great matchup, but if we're going to be on board with Montgomery against the Red Sox, I'd make the case that Savali is a little bit more tempting, even with the Minnesota road start.
0: I feel like our line, not to be flippant here should be the Tyler Chatwood line. Would you add these two Indians pitchers over? Cause Chatwood, his first outing was good. He struck people out. I don't care what, what Kyle thinks about this. I don't know <laughs> what he thinks. they already giving him the Cy Young award. I'll but, give
1: Kyle this: I, I, Chatwood might be ahead of Turnbull. Chatwood's behind Savali for me. He's behind May for me. He's behind Pearson. I, you know, ultimately, I probably should rank him ahead of Christian Javier. It's a good point. Chatwood might who, be the line.
0: Who was the line back in
1: the old days with the other crew? Juan, Juan, Juan Rodriguez. Juan Rodriguez.
0: Rodriguez. Now, Wandy
1: Rodriguez had that home road split too.
0: Well, Chatwood's not in cores anymore, so I don't think Chatwood has a home road split. It just, we talk about him so much in the show, you'd think we are related to him, but now I think there's actual relevance for fantasy here. If he pitches well against Pittsburgh, and really, he, he better. It's Pittsburgh. They don't hit.
2: Oh man! If he pitches if well, he, quite if he gets road. lit up tomorrow, man, we are tweeting you because that's 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 a problem. <laughs> you understand? If it goes the other way, though, I'm not I'm only tweeting with you. I'm editing the next podcast. We're going. We're bringing back the Cy Young conversation. Like I've got audio powers over here, so I can do much more than Twitter.
1: You know what happens, Kyle, if he has a bad outing? Drop, drop below the Chatwood line. I'll <laughs> awesome. take
2: the good with the bad. You have to be right. That's fantasy. You got to take the good with the bad. Take the lumps with. Uh, With the victory laps. Um, Let's go over the weekend schedule a little bit more here and see if there's anything that matters.
0: Saturday, probably a doubleheader in Philly. The Toronto's the home team. Uh, If they go seven innings, I'm not going to be pleased by that. But, you know, they do what they got to do. Any pitchers here? Zach Godley? No, you know why you're using Zach Godley. Um, Right? I mean, there's no way. No
1: way. He's going to be pitch limited anyway.
0: Um, Luke Weaver was not so good in his first outing and neither was Julio Urias. Um, any worries about either of them?
1: A little bit because Weaver doesn't have that elite strikeout number, but I'm going to give him a break. The problem I have here is that a Dodgers outing, even in Arizona with the humidor, I'm a no on that. I would leave him out. I'd be more up to use Urias if I needed to.
0: And Tyler Glass now at Baltimore seems like a can't miss, but we should know, we don't know if Glasgow is going to go long enough to get a win. And Tampa Bay is doing whatever – I love how Tampa Bay is using their bullpen and they're flummoxing fantasy owners. And it's not flummoxing me because I feel like we knew this was going to happen. Oliver Drake gets the first couple saves, and then he's in in the sixth inning yesterday. Nick Anderson, no idea. He's not even missing bats. I'll drop Nick Anderson. I might just drop all my closers unless they're you know solid top ten closers, but there's only like ten guys we can even count on. Uh, Mitch Keller at Wrigley on Saturday. I think I want to like Mitch Keller. We talked about this a whole lot in 2019. And then Texas pitchers go to San Francisco. So they should pitch well there too. Yeah. Uh, Very interesting. Um, You like Mitch Keller? You in?
1: Yeah. I lean – it was a big debate in the original spring uh, spring training. He had one of the widest ERA FIP uh, differentials from last year. Um, And he had some early inning issues – at the beginning of his big league career so far, so good from what we've seen about him. The first outing was, I'd say at least encouraging enough that I'm in the only it's, I mean, road Cubs isn't a great matchup. I'd say it's worth a go. The home Minnesota one that's after that, even in Pittsburgh with the great ballpark factor compared to Minnesota. I, I think I'd leave him out at least now as I'm planning ahead.
0: Sunday night baseball on ESPN has the uh, Yankees and the Red Sox and James Paxton on the mound for your Yankees. Um, I, I feel like it, when he pitches, he should pitch well. I just don't know how often he's going to pitch. But you know, when I looked it up, he's actually pitched more the past couple of years than I thought he had. You know, he's not getting the thirty starts, but he's not at twenty either. Right, so right. maybe I'm a bit unfair on James Paxton. But you're using him if you've got him. You're using him. I mean, are you sure? See, you're not using him against Boston.
1: The the velocity points from the first outing are valid. So I think the question is valid.
0: Um, are you using Shohei Otani at home against Houston?
1: No. I will use Paxton, but this is a, an important start from, I would leave Otani out. That's just not a good matchup for him.
0: Well, he's facing Houston, but his first outing, he didn't get any outs. Are you more likely to use Merrill Kelly at home against the Dodgers than Otani? How can you?
1: I would hope not to use either one. Kelly did pitch well in the first outing, but the Dodgers could be the one that <laughs> has him regressed significantly. I, I
0: feel I'll like cut, people are overreacting. Cease stands out? Really? You're going to use Dylan think- Cease? St-
1: Dylan Cease over both at Kansas City, without question. He's definitively ahead of Kelly and Otani for Sunday for me.
0: Dylan Cease over Otani. Absolutely. You're sure about that.
1: Sunday? Without question.
0: So Dylan Cease has pitched in one game. It was at Cleveland. He gave up seven hits, two home runs, four earned, and two and a third, one strikeout. See, so he, he obviously, that's better than Shohei Otani. I'm not as me- not as good as Merrill Kelly, but I don't agree with you here. What do you? See? I don't see what you see in Dylan C. You're going to use Dylan C. So for Otani and Merrill Kelly, who I admit Merrill Kelly is on the chat with
1: line. I just so don't. Special. I don't like. I don't like the matchups, and I'm going to play that there at that level. I I, I don't no. think you can risk it with Otani after that first start going against Houston. That is a bad matchup for him. Kelly that against the Dodgers. It's a bad matchup.
0: Overreactive based on one outing. Okay.
1: Again, it's one outing. I mean, you do you think that those matchups, just look at the matchups, not the pitchers, are anywhere near each other? The Kansas City one at least is down ahead.
0: But Kansas City still has the, last year's home run winner, and they've got a lineup of, of potential. Look, every team can hit somebody. Dylan Cease is getting hit up. I, I, I am not using Dylan Cease over Shohei Otani. Um, there were, You're not
1: going to use either one, I would presume, correct?
0: I have, I have Otani active in a weekly. I can't get him out. In a daily, I probably would not. like. I, if I have Otani in a daily league, I would just rather have not have anybody there. I'd probably use Merrill Kelly over me even against the Dodgers, but no way is Dylan Cease getting there for me. What else do we need to do with? Nary a combo meal so far, so not That's that pretty have long anyway.
1: That's pretty incredible. Last year, we did not go more than I believe it was five days without a combo meal. We are at seven.
0: Uh, I bet Tommy Pham will have one soon enough. Doesn't he already have like four steals?
1: Yeah, um, he's been running pretty uh, –
0: well. want to get a tri- trivia question in here before we go to a closer report?
1: Sure. Let's do trivia, trivia. It's time for some trivia. All right. Uh, we didn't talk about Lance Lynn. He's pitched pretty well to begin the year. He's begun the year with back-to-back quality start performances. And in each of them, he did not allow a run. And there's only one active big leaguer who has a lengthier such streak to begin a season. That is three quality start outings and each of them a shutout performance in nature to begin his season. And I would like you to name this individual. One guy who's done it. Three straight quality starts to begin his season. And they were all shutout in nature.
2: I don't like questions like this.
0: Because it it's like, here. yes, I'm. You could have said there's five guys, and I would have believed that.
1: <laughs> I'll give you the hints if you'd like them.
0: Sure. Because because this isn't like something you would ordinarily know. It's like if you weren't paying attention and you remember what had happened. But like, say like. Who are the all-time Royals home run leaders in a season? I could get that eventually, but this I can't get. I, I, I
1: not all the not all the trivia is going to fall perfectly into the type you like. So,
0: <laughs> I mean, Degrom was it Degrom last year? I it don't was know.
1: it was not Degrom. Okay, it happened in 2017. Now, this individual, his first two of these came against the eventual World Series champions, Houston. He is a left-handed pitcher. He shares his name with the actor son of another notable yet deceased actor
0: actor's son
1: we have wow, also named him on this show today
2: we've named this guy on the show today yes now did you put more thought into the question or the hints because that that's some- <laughs> <laughs> right there.
1: i know i look i had to dig deep today it's 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 not the easiest of trivia days but i i just thought this these were some cool facts about this guy no, cory
0: kluber cool
1: not cory kluber
0: did you say he was a lefty
1: he is a lefty this individual
0: so it's not cory kluber All right, so trying to think of what lefty we've named today. (laughs) That'll give it away. I mean
1: Yep. We've certainly raised some questions about this individual today. (laughs) One of them is the trivia question. (laughs) Oh, James Paxton. It is James Paxton, yes.
2: Okay. All right.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, that'll do it. Let's get to the closer report here. We're gonna try to do a closer carousel. You wanna do a closer carousel song?
1: <laughs> Closers. So we
0: should have like a worry meter, um, you know, to see what's changing. So Jose Leclerc of Texas had a sore shoulder, sore shoulder, so he did not pitch on Wednesday, and Nick Goody did a Goody job and got the save. Um, would you add Nick Goody right now? I mean, this seems like it's going to be an injuryless stint for Leclerc, and. For every well, let's start with that. Would you add Nick Goody right now?
1: I I lean to no here. I, there will be situations where you need to do it. Two issues: one is it, it could always just be a day to day thing with LeClerc. I am worried about it. It's, I'm glad you raised the question. The other is when does Rafael Montero get back? I, if I'm making my choice, that's the direction I'd go for long term saves. Would you add
0: Would you add Nick Goody over Nick Anderson right now?
1: No, absolutely not.
0: So why are you saying absolutely? It's pretty clear Nick Anderson is not getting saves.
1: Anderson is still a superior pitcher. He's going to put up the ERA whip and Ks that you need. I think he will fall into the occasional win and save. Those are going to help you. That's exactly the style of pitcher I want this year to fill in all the spaces on my squad.
0: I mean, I, I tend to agree, but then I'm also looking at he's pitched an inning and two-thirds so far. He has one strikeout. He's He doesn't look like he's in the closer role. I'm just saying. Um,
1: You're right that he's not in the closer role, but I, this this shows the contrast of me wanting the quality of performance. You're chasing saves, and you need to do either of those things depending on the league type.
0: Did you think it was crazy when I when I wrote the other day? And I know you read everything I wrote that uh, Kwang Hyun Kim could replace Miles um, Michaelis in St Louis's rotation, and Giovanni Gallegos or Ryan Helsley could get the saves.
1: You know I read that, and you know I was in agreement with you. In fact. Yeah. I, and look, Mike Schilt said that that wasn't going to be the case, but he also left the window open. I listened to his words. He said that later in the year they could be taking a look at that. So, yeah, I think you're on to something.
2: Um,
0: I would drop all Seattle relief pitchers. It's clearly not Matt McGill. It's somebody else every night. Dan Altavilla had to save on Wednesday. I think Nick Birdie is Pittsburgh's closer now, though I want to see a little bit more. Yep. Um, I think... Kansas City's closer to me right now, I'd say it's 50-50 between Greg Holland and Trevor Rosenthal, which means 0% Ian Kennedy. Ian Kennedy's clearly not the closer. Drop him. Drop him in all formats. He's not closing.
1: In effect, um, you're going to set up capacity yesterday, yeah.
0: It's, he's sixth inning. Sixth, seventh inning. Could so, we have I don't seen that coming? We could not have seen that coming.
1: I don't see. You've got to pick one. You have to take only one. Who's it going to be?
0: I, I mean, I... I, I I think it's Holland, but, like, people are telling me Trevor Rosenthal is going to be the closer. So I I, I, I probably avoid. <laughs> but um, I guess I, I would say Holland, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's Rosenthal this weekend. Um, Brad Hand was bad. Now, on, on Wednesday, although it wasn't all his fault, there was a catcher's interference and, and a walk and, and, a, and a non-hard hit ball. But next in line, so I didn't really know a whole lot about Cameron Hill. But he was a closer in the minor leagues in Cleveland's system. And we all think James Korinchak is next in line. Now, he might be. Korinchak pitched in game one of that doubleheader in middle relief, setting up for hand, so Cam Hill got the save in game two. That seemed a little bit odd to me. I wonder if Cam Hill is next in line. If something, Brad Hand, something could be wrong. Something could be wrong with any of these guys. We haven't even seen Kimbrel pitch since his blow up. So we don't know what's happening with the Cubs. Uh, no idea on the Orioles. Just ignore the Orioles. Ignore Seattle. You agree with all this so far? So chime in if you want. Yeah,
1: the the Indians one is very important. Who the individual is going to be? I still believe in the stuff of Karinchek. Uh, hand had the is- injury issues late last year. Was very ineffective in the final two months. I'm not sure which direction to go. The, the Cam Hill thing puzzles me. It does puzzle me.
0: Well, I, I think it adds intrigue because we still don't know. It, but if
1: you're if you're placing your investment in one spot, and we have to do this,
0: it,
1: it's Karinchek for me. Karen. It's Karen check.
0: Oh, is that what it is?
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've dug I mean, up I, all I, my not,
0: <laughs> I don't know. So I'm not trying to be mean to him. Karen I, just, check. I just don't know. Um, all right. Before we get to the hash browns, is there anything else that we have not discussed? Let me look through the note here that uh, that Kyle worked up um, anything else here. Closers. We got to all that. We did the weekend preview. Um, you already said Otani on your bench. And I believe it's possible when we do our next show that Otani's not on our bench for the following week. I think that's just as likely to happen that he'll pitch five decent innings. Um, David Fletcher, we mentioned, he's getting on base. Like, David Fletcher is one of those guys who, you know, we used to do this with Martin Prada. Not a whole lot of power or speed, but you're getting a decent, safe batting average. He's leading off regularly for the Angels. I don't see that changing anytime soon. Even when Simmons comes back, I think Fletcher's going to keep on playing somehow. So, I, I, I kind of like David Fletcher probably more than you do, but it's 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 not a great profile for fantasy, but it's not a bad one.
1: Let's define it as where you where throw a number you'd rank him.
0: Ugh. you'd have to say this guy or that guy. I mean, that I mean Fletcher's already up to eighty percent rostered. So.
1: He's he's a tough read because it, I think of Martín Prado in the prime years for Prado, very high floor but very limited ceiling, but the multi position eligibility, the fact that he has a role, I'm on board with you. The problem is I, I just I don't see the path to top 100 production in fans. So
0: let's let's say also one of the most added list in the top 10 are two Seattle players named Kyle. Kyle Lewis, Kyle Seager. It's a it's a Kyle Day. Would you add rank them? Rank these three players, Kyle Lewis, Kyle Seeger, and David Fletcher for the rest of the season. I guess roto and points because in points you'd want Fletcher over Lewis, but in roto you might not
1: because of the contact for Fletcher. Yeah. Yes. Um. Yeah. If it's see, that's the thing. If it's points, I'm probably putting Lewis at the bottom of this list. I I probably would in both formats go Fletcher, Seager, and Lewis. But
0: and, I think and throw in another Kyle, Kyle Tucker. Where would you at, Where would you rank him on them among those fours? Oh, geez. Because Kyle Tucker led off yesterday, and then he struck out four times in an extra inning game, which was really boring. Tucker
1: would be higher in Roto.
0: He's got he's got the potential to steal bases. He's got power. I, I, I feel like in a month we're gonna say we all overrated Kyle Tucker. Like 30-30 in the minors is awesome and stuff, but he was a lot better two seasons ago in the minors. Maybe Houston ha- knows that he's just an average player. I don't know.
1: I don't, I don't think he's an average player. I just think these are the initial struggles which happen to some top prospects. Some of them don't make it, and maybe that's going to be the case here. Um, and the role was very much in question. And the role is going to be in question when if Jordan Alvarez uh, comes back.
0: That's a fair point. Let's bring in another Kyle. This is
2: uh, our Kyle. Kyle, we got some hash brown. Let's have Adam. Kyle-centric day. I love you guys. All right, Cody wants to know if Chris Davis from 2019 is now the Chris Davis we should come to expect moving forward after a brutal start.
1: Well, he did get off to that horrible start, you know, that Oriole lineup.
0: We're talking about Oakland's Chris Davis, who... (laughs) I know,
1: I'm joking. ...has
0: um, nary a hit so far. He is 0 for 15, two walks, seven strikeouts. And that's probably enough to drop him in every, you know, standard mixed league. But that's probably a mistake as well. It's a bad start. I think he's going to be the guy he was two, three, four, five years ago. But, Tristan, we haven't even played a week yet. Like, I, I... would I drop Chris Davis? No. But I would wait only about another week if he's still, you know, not doing anything. I, I haven't watched all of his at-bats. Maybe he's rifling, you know, line drives right at the center fielder. Maybe – I don't know what he's – maybe hit one to the fence. I, I feel like we know what he is and what he isn't. I guess, you know, who are you at? Are you adding David Fletcher for Chris Davis? I mean, they're, they do different things. So, mm-hmm. and, uh, and without context, what are you doing with Chris Davis?
1: I I think you've summed it up quite well here that I would be patient with him. Remember, he is a streaky player by nature. It's just the style of play that he is. I also have not seen – first of all, I haven't seen an awful lot of Oakland A's games. I saw one or two of them, and I I just don't recall his at-bat, so I can't give you a a full analysis here. Is he less than full health? That would be my big question. That, That influenced his numbers last year. If he's at less than 100%, then yeah, a week from now I'm moving on.
0: So the most dropped list for ESPN hitters right now, is a, some of them I wouldn't drop, but I'll read you the top uh, 11, because Chris Davis is 11. Number one is Howie Kendrick. That's a mistake. I wouldn't be dropping him. Washington hasn't played this week. It's not his fault. Gavin Lux is number two. I would drop. I have no idea when the Dodgers promote him again. Not even on their main roster. It could be a month. Aaron Hicks is number three. Why? He homered yesterday. Why are you dropping him? Scott Kingery is number four. I see why you're dropping him. He's batting eighth in the order. Phillies haven't played this week, but the Phillies are playing this weekend. Garrett Hampson's number five. They're at home this weekend. I don't know if he's playing over Matt Kemp or you know Tapia or anyone else. They have a lot of hitters there. Hunter Dozier, I would drop. He's on the injury list. He has the virus. Andrew McCutcheon, Phillies, same as Kingery, although McCutcheon leads off. Kevin Newman, Danny Santana, who you know well, and then Kyle Tucker and Chris Davis. Santana's I, off I, of
1: a dreadful start, too.
0: Right, and, and Willie Calhoun's on this list. He he has an area hit.
1: He's so yeah, another one.
0: Would it matter to somebody if Willie Calhoun, in two of the hard hit balls, were bleeders that got through, and he was two for thirteen instead of over thirteen? You probably would. That's why you don't drop him because you have no idea of the context of a slow start.
1: So when. That's the case. I usually go to the underlying metrics. Chris Davis, two hard hit balls. That's 95 miles per hour faster. Three of them for Willie Calhoun. The expected numbers, I go into that for StatCast, say that the two of them have gotten off to deservedly slow starts. 120 expected average for Chris Davis, 164 for Willie Calhoun, 194 expected weighted on base average. Yeah, they've deserved these slow starts, but the sample is ridiculously small.
0: If I liked Willie Calhoun a week ago, I still like him today. That's my point. Now, in a week, I might have changed my mind. I don't know what the line is. It's different for every player. Mm-hmm. It really is. For starting pitchers, you know, say Chatwood gets loaded tomorrow. And it's one good outing, one bad. I-, I think Otani pitches well on Sunday. Like, I don't want to change my mind about these guys based on one outing. But Christian Javier is different because that was his first outing. I, you know, like, I-, I need to see more on everybody. Yep. Okay,
2: next, Kyle. Next up, Raw wants to know if he should max out his fab on Verlander. He agrees that he shouldn't have been dropped, but does it make sense to spend up all his fab this early in the season? Uh,
0: I don't think I would do that. I think the earliest we see Mr. Verlander is probably, what, September 1st? And he also could be – the first outing or two could be two, three innings. So I I, I think – I'm in agreement with Tristan that you use your fab early if there's somebody worthy, but I think you use it for somebody worthy now, not for somebody in a month. And you're not using it on Nick Markakis either, by the way. He's not a good fantasy option. He's a great guy, not a good fantasy good points.
1: option. Good points when he plays, but I don't know how much he plays.
0: That's the other thing. He might be platooned with Duvall. Um, anyway, back to Verlander. I would not uh, use it. Would you?
1: I agree. I do think that you should be more aggressive with fab, which is the, the other part of this question. but. In this case, when I'm being aggressive, I want the stats today. If you're going to be aggressive, you want the stats today. And the one player which I did this was I watched in my draft that Freddy Peralta went in the reserve rounds of my big points league. Somebody cut him and I went and scooped him up because he's pitching right now.
2: So, how much do you spend on Verlander? If you're not, I mean, you agree that he shouldn't be dropped, yes? Yes. Not,
0: not necessarily. It depends on the league. You're not in an AL only. Of course, you don't drop them in, in a in a ten team ESPN mixed. Yeah, it probably would drop him because it's half the season at least, and it's more than half the season because when he comes back, he's not going to be throwing seven innings on 100 pitches. So I, it, it's it's, and, and by the way, if Houston is doing well enough to make the playoffs because of guys like Christian Javier, Cy Sneed, uh, maybe they get Pruitt back and he pitches well, they just want Verlander for October. They don't care what he does in September because in this season the ranking the the uh, seeding means nothing. Nothing. You want to be the home team for that first round series, and that's it. But if you're the home team and you're like the fourth home team, it doesn't matter. Ugh.
1: I'm trying to Poor dig. Up. I'm trying to dig up the just the number of names on the injured list. Just in our game, because you get three injured spots. I'm keeping Verlander around because I can't see how somebody has four players they need to put on the IL with him included. But again, to your point, it's it's league context. If you're in a league where you only have bench spots, no injured list, yeah, it's a problem, and I'm moving on.
0: Right. Like I can't name three other play, injured players right now, injured list option players that I would rather have them earlier. Can you? Like I'm trying to think who's coming so- back: Soto, Soto,
1: Meadows, and Clayton Kershaw.
0: That's three. I can I name six? I don't know.
1: York, Jordan Alvarez Alvarez, uh, Chapman, Eduardo Rodriguez.
0: No, not on no on Rodriguez, because Pernaca. I don't think he's any no on him. So I would say that's five that I, I would rather have than Verlander. But I, I, I'm dropping Eduardo Rodriguez. I, I'm starting to wonder if he pitches at all this season. I worry
1: about the condition he has. That's that is
0: the heart condition. Why can, is he even? Yeah.
1: Also, the specific type can be a major concern. It could be something that's not a huge deal, but it could be something that needs treatment. Absolutely. Like a lot.
0: I mean, like if Ryan Weber gets lit up again, that means Eduardo Rodriguez is close to coming back. Are you crazy? Boston's two and four. Ben looks awful. They have no rotation. Even when Eduardo Rodriguez comes back, they have no rotation. Mm -hmm.
2: Uh, No, he should not be pitching this season. But that's just me. Okay. You mentioned earlier in the show, Eric, that you're not panicking on Yellich, and that makes a lot of sense. But Cameron wants to know which struggling star you are most worried about. Uh, I can't even go there. I, I don't know. I'm not worried about anybody. I'm not even worried about Otani. I think Chris Davis counts a little bit. Otani, like, is that you're talking about the Chatwood line for where you'd pick up pitchers? Where's the line for, in this case, let's go hitters, that you would drop? I, I I think I would drop Oakland's Chris
0: Davis if it made sense, if there was somebody I had to have. I don't think I could do it for David Fletcher. For Kyle Lewis, I might, because Kyle Lewis is playing. And he, he profiles much like Chris Davis. So Kyle Lewis, yes, I would add Kyle Lewis and cut Chris Davis because, like, that's his – his Kyle Lewis's best-case scenario seems like what Chris Davis was doing two, three, four years ago. Now, that you might think that's nuts, but I think that's a fair one. But looking at the most added drop list of hitters, I wouldn't do it for Kiki Hernandez, Fletcher, Kyle Moran. I'm not going to drop Chris Davis for Kyle Moran. Swanson I might, Danzy Swanson. Um, Vado, I might. Hey, Oscar, no, he's not playing. Peraza, no, I, I wouldn't. Will Myers, no. Yastrzemski, I might. He plays every day. He leads off. He can homer in road games, although he homered yesterday at home twice. Right. So I would, I would add Mike Yastrzemski over Chris Davis. Yeah, I'm
1: You're trying okay to, think, that. yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think in terms of drop worthy candidates, and the first two that come to mind are the closers we've discussed. Well, I believe we discussed Sean Doolittle. It has to be,
0: that. it has to be hitters for purposes of comp. So like. I I feel like it's a little bit different. But like Cespedes, for example, he's not even making contact. He has two home runs and and, and everything else is like a strikeout. I'm I'm not not dropping him yet.
1: I'm not sure why, if we're talking stars, it has to be a hitter. I don't know why people are going to the hitters over the pitchers. Okay. Craig Kimbrell and Sean Doolittle have had velocity concerns. The role has come definitively into question over the first week of the season. I think you could have that conversation on the hitting side. The Santana slow start bothers me just because of the nature of the player. But I'm, I'm not ready to move on even from him quite yet.
0: What if they're the anti-Rockies and they're only going to hit on the road? The Rangers? Well, I mean, we don't have nearly enough evidence. We need like two years of evidence to know if that's really an extreme pitcher's park or, on the scale of, you know, AT&T or Candlestick or whatever they call it now in San Fran. But like until the eighth inning yesterday, nobody was hitting in Globe Life Field. Nobody in, in a week.
1: Yeah. In in Santana's case, I think the ballpark did help him last year a good amount, and I'm I'm not even saying what the without even digging up the splits. I'm not even saying what the what the splits necessarily were. He does not have good strike zone judgment. You and I both know that. Not <laughs> even close. know that. Yeah, eight Ks, no walks. This so is the why problem.
0: would we? If if Texas's new ballpark is extreme pitcher. Why would we not roster Mike Yastrzemski over Danny Santana right now? Obviously, the stolen base is a little different. Santana runs. But I kind of like Mike Yastrzemski. So I'm going to roster him over Danny Santana and Chris Davis right now.
1: Okay. I could, You know, I could get on board with that.
0: I'm, I'm making, just using I'm, the, I'm, the, the the ballpark corollary here. That's what I'm saying. Is I'm that,
1: also saying the roll corollary. Ca- <laughs> I can't even say that word. Don't use that word. I can't say it right. Volume matters. I use it a lot now. Get <laughs> high in the lineup. Oh, thanks.
0: <laughs> it's gonna be. That's going to be like Myriad and Neri. That's going to be the next Colorado Rary. Colorado Rary. Colorado Like Matt Boyd is the pitcher everyone wants to drop. He had 250 strikeouts last year. I can't drop Matt Boyd.
1: By the way, Matt. Now, I, Witt Merrifield. Have you looked at that?
0: Uh, Wit looks great.
1: No, I mean Witt versus Matt Boyd.
0: Oh, yes, yes.
1: He's something like 22 for 41 in career.
0: Yeah, there's something there. Um, Matt Boyd looks like the healthiest drop pitcher right now. Everybody on the most dropped list among starting pitchers is injured, except for, well, Fulton Nevich, who really is nothing. He's not even on team. He's going to find a a job this weekend, and you're going to add him, and you should. not His velocity is landing like five miles per hour. Brendan McKay, Luke Weaver is being dropped, Caleb Smith. Matthew Boyd is already down to 80% roster. He had 248 strikeouts last year. You shouldn't be dropping Matthew Boyd. Now, what do I need to see? Three, Two more starts? It might ruin your season. It's not going to ruin your season to have Matt Boyd for two more
1: starts. Boyd is chasing the second half numbers and that if Mike Miner had pitched like that, are we cutting Mike Miner? Because if the answer to that is no, we should be having the same approach with Boyd after one start. Uh, what happened? Two now? starts. Two starts. Okay. That doesn't mean move on immediately after one or two the following year. If you invested in Boyd, you need to stick with him.
0: All right. Let's do one more... Uh one more hash brown here and then we have some other business later
2: last question here brian wants to know if you can go over the standard positional eligibility rules for this season again what's it mean in the short season as far as adding eligibility goes what do you got tristan
1: all right uh the eligibility rules would be five games uh in season for a player to earn new eligibility it is it's uh five again for next season the pitchers one, I'd have to get you the exact numbers. I see. I, I don't play an awful lot of starting pitching, relief pitching designated ones. So I me thought play. it was
0: three. Three starts?
1: I, I don't feel like going on record here without the formal exact number.
0: All right. So while he's looking it up, I'll wrap things up. Otherwise, um, I think we'll be back next week. <laughs> and uh, I hope they play baseball this weekend in Philadelphia. And we'll hopefully the Morons players that are sick get healthy. This is a serious thing. I hope everybody listening to our show is wearing their masks because it's the only way we're going to have a baseball season and a football season is if uh, this country starts to get it. And um, that's about all I have to say right now. Tristan,
1: Tristan do you have your answer already? Gosh, it's Yeah, it's 10 games for next year. So I'm already incorrect on that one. Uh, okay. So position eligibility for 2020. He will gain it for five games for a hitter. Yep. 10 will be for next season for pitchers. Uh, for starting pitcher, they need two starts. For relief pitcher, they need three uh, relief appearances for this season. There you go.
0: All right, that's all for our show today. Thank you so much for listening. Kyle Sapi is awesome. We really love him. He produces and researchers, and he's a good pal. Tristan H. Cockcroft has already won all his leagues, and I am Eric Carabel. Please have an awesome and safe weekend.